Welcome, everyone, to 2023 season episode 33 of the Team Blaney podcast. My name is Adam Rogers, and alongside me is co-host Steve Mez. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Fans for Fans. Steve and I have been following the drivers of the Blaney Racing family for about two decades, and Team Blaney itself launched on social media in 2014. Each weekly episode of the podcast offers an in-depth analysis of Ryan Blaney's latest NASCAR Cup Series race, plus news notes and a lineup of special guests all throughout the year. This week, we break down the number 12 team's run in the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. Steve, welcome back. Episode 33 and uh, second race of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs is in the books. And I've been talking about uh, since we got into the playoffs that all we're looking for is base hits to get through this first round. And I would say the Kansas race for the 12 team, Ryan Blaney, was pretty much the definition of a base hit. Mm hmm. Yeah, going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to say that in like in a bad way, but I mean it wasn't super exciting. Hmm. They put in the work, they picked up stage points, did what they had to do. The ending didn't work out super in their fashion, but it wasn't horrible. And um it was decent. It, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not it's not a home run, it wasn't a double, it wasn't a triple base hit. And uh, they got a nice cushion to sleep on <laughs> this week mm-hmm. as they mm-hmm. as they head to Bristol next week. So, um, but racing overall, I mean Kansas. I mean it, it did get a little bit spread out toward the end until the final caution. But uh, the next gen car on these mile and a half tracks raced pretty well. And uh, I mean the, the restarts at Kansas are are pretty crazy as that goes too. So yeah, so you know we're you know you're in the first round of the playoffs. Sixteen guys going. and It's going to be cut to twelve. So you're competing with 16 guys, you know, the other 20 that are out there are out there. They're in the way they're trying to win a race. Still, they have some sort of pride to play for, but, uh, you know, you just got to outperform guys and, and make sure nothing goofy happens, you know? So being a little conservative or trying to do a little bit and, you know, but not too much base hits is a great way of putting it. I know Jonathan's used that term before, you know, we just need to hit a couple base hits here in the first round. And that's, that's all they're doing is, uh, you know, the, it could be, you know, they look at the 19 car over the weekend and over the last two weeks, you know, um, heard, heard a little thing today about them on Darlington that they knew something or the driver knew something might've been wrong with the car and he didn't say nothing. And, you know, then they, they have all the issues with the car, you know, and then this week, you know, a, a tire, you know, just out of nowhere, you know, just things like that. So, you know, one more week like that, and then let's get to the next round and then, and then keep, keep competing every week, you know, keep fighting every week. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. It might not be flashy right now, but when you think about this round of the playoffs and even honestly the last race before the playoffs last year, so much drama, so much craziness, so many uh, mechanical and crashes. And I'll take the ease of, of this season so far, this playoff run so far over the the, the drama that happened last year for sure. Yeah. And um, I think we'll, we'll just run with it. Yeah, I mean, you get to a point where um, you know, next week is Bristol and you know, what can crazy things can happen there. And you know, what crazy stuff did happen there last year. Well, this year, let's just, you know, you want to avoid those things, get some stage points, get yourself in position where 
you don't have to worry about somebody else breaking down or somebody else having a problem. I mean, once again, look at the 20 car these last two weeks too, right? The 20 car gets the pole. We think, man, he's looking good. Boy, everything looks good. And then they get to the race and then, you know, they traded pit crews to get the best pit crew on pit road. And for two weeks now, they've had nothing but pit crew issues, you know? So, um, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, staying out of your own way is, is part of advancing right now, you know, especially when you're going against 16 other teams or 15 other teams. So, you know, just kind of, you know, survive in advance the old Jimmy, uh, Jimmy V, uh, thing back yep. in, uh, the, he used to say that survive in advance right now. And then, uh, you know, get to the rounds and, you know, sure. Maybe you're going to have to make a big play at some point, but you got to get to that point first. And, you know, you don't do it by breaking down or making big mistakes. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty happy with the weekend really. Yeah. The only concerning part of the weekend, and it'll, we'll kind of kick off with this is the fact that they, they go into practice, practice at Kansas. They run an okay single lap speed, uh, averages scared me and then qualifying overall kind of scared me and, uh, we can go through this, but, um, let's talk about that and talk about what your thoughts were after they went through that practice and qualifying session on Saturday. You know, it's interesting as, um, uh, you know, cause I'll ask a, a question of Jonathan every once in a while and he will get back to me about, uh, about it and set up for even, you know, you say, well, it's a mile and a half, right? Every mile and a half is different every mile and a half has a little bit different banking or the corners are a little different or the front stretch is a little different. So setup is different on every mile and a half. And then you got to take it as Kansas, uh, Kansas raceway. You got to take into uh, account the weather, you know, whether it'll be windy or not on the weekend too, because the wind will come down through there and change the handling at one end versus the other end. So, um, you know, we start off Friday with inspection and the, you know, the 23 failed twice. So he lost uh, the the car chief, and then they were going to lose pit selection too. Um, we get to Saturday's practice. Ryan's in Group A. Um, like you said, like a couple laps in, he's P four on the board. So you think right away, oh, it looks pretty good. Um, but actually, um, three laps in, he comes in. <laughs> he says it's too loose here. He's bringing it in. You know, that's his decision. It wasn't, hey, bring it in. He, he's like, oh no, this is way, 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 way too loose. Um, you know, the uh, 45, uh, goes to the top of the board at one point. Um, the 24 was the second fastest, uh, but he had an issue. Um, uh, it says here it was the upper control arm. Um, this becomes the thing because at that point, everybody thinks that he's going to have to go to the rear, rear of the field or, or whatnot, but actually they not only let him, uh, fix it, but because it's a supplier, supply uh, uh supplied part from a, a manufacturer um he, uh, he's allowed to replace it and not lose his uh, qualifying so um about nine minutes uh, into the practice he comes back out um, they end up running 23 laps they run pretty much to the end at this point because they didn't really have time uh to come back in and make another change because it was discussed for a second if he wanted to come back in or not but um you know, but his lap time was one of the fast five. It was the 45, the 24, 23, 12, and the 47. Um, so, you know, still kind of looked halfway decent, but we know that there was some sort of thing going on and they were making a huge adjustment. And this kind of hurts, like, I want to say confidence too, but, you know, it makes a little nerve nerve wracking because you're watching the, the qualifying a little later on and, and the way they have to come through three and four is, it's sketchy. Um, group breeze practice, uh, only, you know, 10 minutes in only one car was actually faster than Ryan. And that was the five car. 
Um, the eight car hits the wall <laughs> and, uh, you know, hurts it. The 54 blows the right rear. Um, I think they actually both blew right rears, um, which ends up being a thing um, that people want to look at. You know, this low profile tire thing might be coming back again. People are trying to risk it a little bit, you know, but I don't know why they would do that in practice, you know, but I do think those were set up issues there's a an issue that happens in the race that turns out to be a puncture but yeah yeah in this case i think they might have been on the edge a little bit too much and mm-hmm. seems like the, all the teams learned that pretty quickly like ah remember yeah. earlier in the year or last year last year we can't <laughs> do that um so group a qualifying ryan goes out 16th here and um you know when ryan gets into the car he, you know he gets into the car with about maybe about four or five to go before him and he right away will ask Josh what he's seeing so far on track. And, uh, you know, the 19 ran, uh, ran like a 30.375 and, you know, Ryan runs a 30.451. Um, but he says no fuel and entry tight entry. Um, just not very connected to the track is what he said. So the lap, he was, you know, not happy with it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the five, the 45, 23, 24, Oh, no, I'm sorry, not the five, 45, 23, 24, 19, and the nine. They were the top five there. And Ryan was seventh in that group. Like I said, with a 30.451 really wasn't far off from the, you know, from the top five, but you know, like I said, coming out of four, there were guys who were going right next to the wall, maybe even touching the wall and, you know, just didn't want to risk that kind of risk. And it with a car that didn't feel like it could do it. Um, group B's, uh, top five, um, was the one, the 20, the five, the 34 and the three. Um, and so the only forward in the top 10 for qualifying was the 34. So qualifying versus racing, it really is a double-edged sword right now. Um, the way they've been doing it, um, ends up, uh, Ryan, we here P 17 and the 20 gets the pole. Uh, so we get the eight and the 54 going to, you know, didn't end up taking time here. So they're going to go to the rear of the field. Ryan has pit stall 31 with the eight in front of him and an opening behind him uh, on Sunday. The stage is at 80, 165, 267, nine sets of tires, uh, fuel run of about 62 to 66 laps. Um, you know, they were very like they, they ran their pit road speed and literally Jonathan tells them it's a tad conservative, but he says, go with that. You know, and, and the, once again, they don't want the speeding penalty, you know, um, and at the, at the open here, the 20 chooses the low lane for the start here. So within a lap or two by lap three, Ryan's up to 15th. And then at lap five, we get the 19 hitting the wall and Ryan's actually 14th because of that. And, uh, like I said, it that, being that tire issue. Yeah. yeah. So immediately we were pointing to the, what happened to the eight and 54 and it's like, here we go. Like, is this going to be a bad omen for the rest of the race? I know um, a little bit later on, Ryan, even like, I think maybe just mentally <laughs> is concerned about it happening to him too. But yeah, the f- several laps later, they end up posting a photo of the tire with a hole in the mm-hmm. middle of the tread. So it's like, oh, okay. So he he ran something over. Ran into something, I think that put yeah. a lot of people at ease and you didn't really hear too much about until something else that happens too much about tires after that. Yeah. Um, so the 20 taking the bottom, Ryan taking the bottom for this next restart lap 10 and on the front stretch, you cannot go below the line until you pass start finish. But, um, once he does get past start finish, he does it right off the bat on this one. And the next lap does it again. And by lap 12, he's up 
to ninth place <laughs> on the restart. And Completely night, erased that deficit, like starting yeah. in the pack. And I was like, well, I guess qualifying didn't really matter because nope, we are in the, in the top 10. Uh, lap 19, he passed the three car up to eighth. Lap 21, the 11 does pass him. He's back to ninth. Um, and Ryan says he's very loose here, getting looser. You know, at lap 25, he's P9, but he's actually the top Ford at this point. Um, Ryan's a little bit worried about the rear tire. And here's the thing during these longer runs, they do have, um, you know, they're wearing out the tires and, you know, you're hearing about tires blowing out and stuff like that during the weekend. So, uh, lap 29 to 43 passes, he's back to 10th and at lap 36, we green flag stops and Ryan is tightened. He says two numbers. So that's pretty heavy. Usually they'll, you know, a number to a half a number. Two numbers pretty high. Uh, lap 39, they're pitting, and it's a 9.5 stop. Um, <clears throat> they end up doing a, a lap behind there, uh, a lot of people here. And this is this whole thing where you hear about it on the radio and so forth. And I wish, um, just an opinion here, I wish TV could doing that. <laughs> because um, we had a good discussion in the Discord chat, actually, about it with a couple people. And the reality is, is and Stellanarius will document it very well too with with her uh, Twitter uh, thread. He does, yes, he does get mad, and then, but it's pretty much gone within a half a lap. That's the part the TV doesn't show you or doesn't tell you. Uh, Jonathan will, uh, or Jonathan actually won't say much, but Josh will actually say something. Josh will will say something to the to the fact of you know this guy or that guy is getting closer. This guy's doing that go back to race mode basically. And Ryan clicks right back in. So he has a momentary like frustration and he gets it out. TV catches it. We get, you know, this whole, they're oh, he's a guy, he's an angry guy. No, it, it just lasts a couple seconds, but that's all you see. Cause that's all TV gives you. Um, you know, if you listen to the scanner the way I do, he clicks back in pretty quick afterward. Um, you know, that basically uh, they tell him that lap 44, he passes the six car. Um, not all the cars are pit at this point yet. At lap 46, passes 17, gets to 14th. At lap 48, passes to 15, gets to 13th. Lap 50, passes the, the 38, the 77, is up to 11th. You know, so the cycle completes with the five car now leading, and uh, he's all the way up to like 10th place. So he got it almost all back, you know. Um, lap 63, we the caution for the 24, spinning off a of two in the three car also. And, um, wanted to talk about this because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a question I had for you mm-hmm. in the fact that when they go to pit here, you mentioned mm-hmm. the 24 spinning, mm-hmm. um, the 24 is spins. He's part of this caution. Oh, but yeah, when they yeah, come yeah. down pit road, he still comes down pit road ahead of Ryan. And you yeah. said, well, that's because where he, when he spun, he was like 15 because of the way the pit cycle was working. He was like 15 seconds ahead of Ryan. Mm-hmm. And my question to you was just like, but he was the caution. Like, I don't, I understand like blending back where you were for like other things on, on some cautions and stuff, but it just really confused me that somebody as part of the caution could still pit and then end up getting out front of everybody Mm -hmm. else that wasn't part of the yellow. So if you have insight on that, what is it? Was, well, was he the caution or was the three car actually the caution? It's possible, but you still spin. the, 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 The things that happened to the three car. Okay, but here's the thing. The things that happened to the three car uh, cause, I think, cause the 24 to spin. 
um, partially because I think it wasn't the three car losing rubber back there. And yeah, he nosed it. I think he nosed into the wall. Right. And he did shred some parts. So that's happening. Caution comes out as the caution comes out. The 24 is spinning. To me, you're still. He loses. Here's the thing. He loses loses some of his spots, though. That's the thing is he didn't spin from ninth and stay in ninth he spun from like third or something like that and yep. ended up like ninth so he lost some of the spots during the spin but he must have got it back going and got himself to the next scoring loop or wherever the field was frozen at that time at the time of the caution he was once again if you're if you're moving at the time of the caution they do give you position back you know, even during the big wrecks, if you're still moving during the, you know, during the time of caution, you're able to pull away from the accident. Even if you're in the accident, they do give you some position. So yeah, the only thing I, I think, can think, think of is that of he's, it. that he spun before the three had its problems and, and they called the caution for the three and didn't even worry about the 24. Like that's the only logical thing that makes sense to me. Cause if they called yeah. the caution, for the three and then the 24 spins out. Like, I think you're part of that caution at that point. And when they go to pit road, they should line you up accordingly. But um, maybe we'll hear from some other outlets or maybe nobody, this will maybe nobody, just nobody cares, but I, it made me mad because yeah. I was like, who the heck did he pit ahead and then come out ahead of the 12? It was just, it was just frustrating. And, and <laughs> uh, you know, us two, it is us what two, it is. Us two, guys talk, anything, yeah. us, us two guys talking about here ain't going to raise an eyebrow and <laughs> no, and and nobody and you're right nobody's gonna say a word and there are things that happen uh even in the first week too that uh i saw and heard about and we saw and heard about that didn't that didn't get a didn't get you know attention called to it and it might be a playoff thing where they kind of like oh it's a playoff guy and then they just kind of cover their eyes <laughs> <laughs> let's just hope that they do it for the 12 team the rest of the way so that's we'll it see. that's all you know keep it yeah keep it even that's all keep it even anyway i interrupted you but i was i was no, frustrated with that no, that whole good. sequence <laughs> No, it's a good discussion to have. Um, so um, Ryan says he still needs a little tighter here. The back end is twitchy. Uh, four tires here uh, in 10th, out 10th, a 9.75 stop. Um, choose cone P, P9 for the restart, actually. Uh, 23 is the leader team top. Ryan takes the top. Restart lap 70. And I put wow up to sixth. So he got a great jump and got around some guys. Um, that lap 71 passes the 45 up to fifth. The five is leading by this point at lap 76, uh, the 45 passes. So Ryan, they, they kind of, Ryan still passing back still fifth. So they kind of go back and forth a little, uh, Ryan says too tight here. And, oh yeah, here's the thing with the one car. He's behind the one car and the one car is mirror driving really badly. And, um, yeah, had a shot for fourth here. It was, yeah. seemed like he was way faster, and then yeah, just got um, held up. Well, that's the thing is that um, it's become the style with this car and even the last car a little bit, where you block more than you, you know. And they've given these rear camera things to these guys to use, and they use them. That's how they use them. They tell the spotter to spot what's coming up, and then they look at the rear and literally are watching for five or six laps in a row, watching the in car camera. Uh, they would get to the corner. And at the last second, the one car would hurry up and make the move in front of Ryan. So in other words, he was going to go low, but now all of a sudden he sees Ryan's up there. Oh yeah. I'm going to go back up there and block a run. And he just did that lap after lap after lap. So that's where that 
incident yeah. game on on this the radio the... that people heard about about uh, yeah his the spot. Yeah, I don't think one. this was on. Uh, this one didn't make it on TV, but it made the rounds on social media pretty mm-hmm. pretty quickly. And um, yeah, second incident of Spicy Ryan on the radio. <laughs> um, he he what? I mean, we could say he he said. Uh, ask Josh, which you know, Josh isn't going to do this, but ask no. Josh to go, to go punch, to go punch another spotter. Um, <laughs> and again, this is a, a joke to NASCAR chasm on one of his posts that you know, this is just this is just part of Ryan's process. But, um, and <laughs> note that he doesn't ever really do this to his own team, no, at least you know, he's calling out other people. And this isn't yeah. like all race long happening, but again, so a moment of spiciness, he asked Josh. Probably mostly kidding, but still in the heat of the moment to go punch Brandon McReynolds, <laughs> and um, and it did. I did see Brandon reply to this, so it got it gets shared by multiple media people because I mean they're going to share stuff like that if they hear it because they know it'll get traction. So, mm-hmm. um, whatever the whatever floats their boat. So they share it. Um, Brandon McReynolds does does respond and just said like that's cute. <laughs> Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I well, mean, it'll the- it'll blow over after a week. I don't know if they'll talk about it on DBC or not. That's probably the only other since those guys are spotters, they might talk about it. But, but I mean, it's really um, I, I really think it was more Chastain than than the spotter. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was a spotter at all. Like I said, I, he's he's mirror driving. He's using the camera, um, to do it. I don't think uh, McReynolds was telling him go high or go low. You know, um, so the we get to lap eighty, the five car wins uh stage, but Ryan P five. Boom, right off the bat, we got some stage points. We're moving right up the leaderboard here, getting uh, further away from that cut line. Um, you're pitting here. Um, That's a fun one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want you I to did, clip. The, notice I that I you, said there was no drama in this race, and that's we're going through. I'm like forgetting about some drama that happens. I want you to clip this when this is over with and put this out, and you can put the video out and everything else, because I'm about to go off on people. Um this is the uh, this is that usual topic of fire the pit crew. Okay, so here we go. Okay, four tires and fuel, <clears throat> and um, he went in fifth and come out eighteenth. Okay, TV does show this later on, um, and what's interesting about that is they just show like three or four different people that had pit road incidents. Okay. And they're just like a combination and they don't explain any of them. They're, Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Okay. So it was the left front tire that had an issue. Okay. Now I'm going to explain this and hopefully I do it, do it justice, but I, I'm going to tell you that um, I'm sure that on stacking pennies, if it comes up, Ryan will explain it because it was, in, you know, it was something he had to deal with uh, Ryan Flores. I mean, but the steering wheel has pieces of tape on it, you know, and there's pieces of tape on it because of when you come into pit, you have to turn the wheel depending on which side they're pitting the car so that the wheel, the front wheel is turned because of the camber, because of the way they've got that wheel set up in there on the angle that they have it set up in there. The driver literally has to turn the wheel so that when the changer takes the tire off and puts another one on, it's at a certain angle. So it gets in there easier. It's also very important with the next gen car too, with the way those those wheels come on and off specifically too. Right, because it has to not only hit the hit the hub, but then there's those little nubs on the back side of the wheel that have to actually click into place on that hub. So hanging a tire isn't just like throwing it up on there and making sure you're on the studs. 
um, the studs that you could see, like, you know, the five studs that used to come through, right? This is totally different. The studs are the opposite. They're on the back. They're on the hub facing the wheel and the wheel has to click onto them. And there's a ton of them. So they do the one side when they come over to the other side, Ryan does not turn the wheel properly. Why do I know this? Because when the pit stop is over and they go up pit road, Ryan apologizes immediately for it. That was my fault. That was my bad. That was my mistake. Sorry about that, guys. I'm not quoting him verbatim, but that's what he did. Okay, so when you see it on TV, if you watch the replay, there's a point in time on the replay that they show you on TV where the wheel all of a sudden turns as they're trying to mess with it. And that's why, because he did not have it turned enough to where they needed it. So the wheel must not have been sitting on there properly for when Forrest tried to hit it with the gun for it to actually lock it down the way it needed to. That's why they had to hurry up and go back and, and fix it. You know, you see Flores motioning, you see them doing something. Well, that's what happened. Okay, this was not on the pit crew. Second thing that happens on this pit stop is they set the board for the driver to hit the board coming into the stall. And they're setting it back a little ways because they're the, the pit stall in front of them is the eight car. The eight car is on the same lap as them. We'll be pitting in and near and around them all day long. So you set it deep in your box to give your guy enough room to pull out. Ryan slid through it. I don't know if it's five feet, 10 feet, but he slid through it a little bit. Well, when you do that, you, you not only mess yourself up for that angle trying to get it away, but you also mess the pit crew up because when they come off the pit wall, they come off pit wall at about a 45 degree angle. And they do that so they can get around the front of the car as the front of the car is coming to that sign. If you go too deep past that sign, all of a sudden they've got to kind of bow it around the front of your car changes the footwork and changes the tra trajectory of going to the right side for the front, uh, front tire changer. Okay. This all happened. And I know it happened because he not only apologized for it, but then talked about it during the caution lapse afterward, what to do to correct it for the next time in. Once again, everybody wants to blame the pit crew. Everybody wants to blame the crew chief. Once in a while, the driver makes an error too. Okay. They overcome this. That's the other thing about this. These are things you, if you, if you keep working at it, you just overcome them. So I, like I said, you can listen to stacking pennies later in the week. And I'm sure they're going to address this and talk about it and maybe in a different manner. Um, but everybody that wants to fire everybody, I'm done with you people. Go watch another sport. I'm tired <laughs> of it. This is his team. He's not going anywhere. You can't go to the pit crew store and buy pit crew guys. And there was no need to on this day. They were all 10, either 10 second stops or sub 10 second stops all day long. These guys were almost perfect all day long. So I don't want to hear about it. You know, next yeah. week, it'll, and then watch next week, there'll be an incident, right? But, you know, you can't. You hope can't. not. No, we hope not. <laughs> and, and, but they're they're doing a great job. And, and everybody who gets so critical right away and all the posts, the Facebook posts, especially with the different groups, I'm sorry, but people need to take a breath. And maybe watch it from a different angle, because if you see just what TV presents you, it's not everything. And uh, they really TV didn't show you and didn't tell you all those things. Uh, that's what we my try, uh, we try to every week. That's what my point was going to be. I get it. 
you're most of the folks kind of just see it black and white. He just raced his way into the top five. He pits from fifth, comes out 18th or whatever it was. That's all they see. They see he came in fifth, came out 18th. TV shows a very brief clip of it that just basically makes it look like the tire changer left the wheel loose and they had to jack it back up and fix it. Gave no context to it, just said they had an issue on pit road. Was that 100% true? Yeah, they had an issue on pit road. What Steve just said is we can be you can call us apologists or whatever i don't think we're apologists i think we're just trying to explain and i don't want to sound like we're talking down to anybody else it's just we spend a lot of time digging for the answers of the who what where when and why just to try to present it to folks that maybe don't have the time to do that or because tv or radio isn't presenting it to them so that's kind of the service we're trying to provide here um so you can think what you want about us that doesn't really matter um, think what you want about the pit crew that that doesn't really matter. We're just going to try to give you the facts. We just gave you kind of the facts of what happened. Try to explain it. But again, I get it. If you don't have the information, all you're going to see is came in in fifth, came out 18th. So fire the pit crew. I, I, if you don't do any more digging than, than that, yeah, I can understand where, where people are going to, to come away with that. And, and we've said it before, and I think Flores has said it himself on his show before, the 12 car is the hardest car to pit because they do have a history in the past of having some meltdowns and some key situations. And, you know, we can't pretend that none of that happened because it, it has happened in the past. But the only thing we can do is go week by week, situation by situation, and present the facts. And uh, I feel that's what we've done. And I don't feel like we, you know, we're spending, you know, hours and hours defending people. We're just we're just all about the facts here. Yeah. So remember, same pit crew that won the All Star race, same pit crew that won the Coca Cola Six Hundred, same pit crew that's going to win races in the next couple of weeks. You know, I'm I'm confident in that because they're that they are that good. Um, like I said, Ryan literally gets on the radio, and I once again I didn't I left the notes there for a little while, and I left my body there for a little while too. I'm sure, but um, you know, in the notes says it was his bad. He says, I didn't have the wheel turned. He literally says that. He said that he need he also discussing sliding into the stall too deep. He literally says those things. Wasn't asked of him. He says, I did that wrong. Okay. Um, so we get to the choose here, the five taking the bottom, Ryan taking the bottom, restart lap 88. Um, the lap 90 is up to 16th, the lap 92 up to 14th. Um that lap 93 passes the 16 car, actually gets to 12th at that point. Lap 98 passes the 8 car up to 11. Lap 101 um, passes the 22. He's up to 10th, <clears throat> and he's still loose. <laughs> Even though they've made number adjustments, he's still loose. Uh, lap 109, caution for the 23 into the wall, the right rear blue. Um, this one, we don't know whether it was a puncture or not. He was really close to the wall when it blew, so they were yeah. able to repair this car, unlike the 19. Mm-hmm. But it was unfortunate because, uh, I mean, we know who goes on to win the race, and the, the 23 had definitely had winning speed at points of this race. Yeah. Um, Ryan says, a little more security. Uh, the turn was better. Uh, they're pitting ninth. Come out ninth with a 10.21 stop. Uh, the choose, the leader, takes... Uh, I think he took the, the top here. Ryan took the top. Um, and Jonathan tells him at this point, the next stop, another tape width on the wheel. So they corrected to some extent on this pit stop, but Jonathan tells him we need a little more. So that tells you exactly that the tape wasn't on the wheel 
or was on the wheel and John Ryan went to it, but it wasn't even far enough for what they had. So um, we restart lap 114 up to eighth here at lap uh, 115 caution for the two. Um, the nine is leading at this point, Ryan and eighth um, with the choose cone here. The leader uh, takes bottom. Ryan takes bottom and we restart lap 120. Uh, lap 123, we pass the one car and get up to sixth here. Now he adored the four car on this, uh, lap. Now here's something too about, um, you know, doing something and doing something over his purpose or accident. And he immediately says, tells, uh, Josh that if he can go apologize to Kevin spotter, uh, that he did not mean to do that on purpose. And, um, at lap 126, uh, Josh tells him that he got the message to Timmy, uh, the Kevin spotter. He says nice things to other spotters. It's not all physical violence. Right. And what's interesting about this is the next lap, lap 127, he passed the four and got to fifth place. Now, because of this communication, I say partially because of this communication, Kevin gives him the spot. He was faster than Kevin. Kevin knew that. Kevin will race him like, you know, and like anybody would if he was angry at him, you know, so getting across that communication may have been a good thing to do. You know, he told him it was an accident and it was, um, Ryan says he's a little tighter, but it didn't, um, you know, he didn't mind it actually. Um, we get a caution for the 14 here at this point. And, um, Jonathan talks about going to scuffs here and Ryan, he asked Ryan if he has any strong feelings, um, and Ryan says, no, no strong feelings. So Johnson says, stay out. Let's stay out. Um, seven cars behind him stay out. So it's a little bit of a buffer. So Jonathan tells him we should be fine here. Ryan says 10-4. Um, most of the guys that pitted put their scuffs on. So, um, you know, he may have had, you know, but it ends up giving him another set of tires down the line if they need them. So, um E three here at the at the you know restart behind the uh, the nine and the five, uh, the choose here the nine takes the bottom the five takes the top Ryan takes the top trying to follow that five car, uh, lap one thirty three past that five car, <laughs> got around him up to P two, uh, lap one thirty eight the four car comes through and actually passing Ryan so he ends up back in third here, uh, lap one thirty nine the six car comes alive. Passes Ryan and we're back to fourth. Uh, Ryan's talking about being tight. Uh, lap uh, 141 here. Um, he tells him we're not, you know, the next 25 laps are going to be a little, you know, we're, we're you know, we're not going to be able to hold too many guys off here. Um, Josh tells him the 45 and the 11 are the only things that are actually coming, you know, so just stay strong, run your line. Lap 146, uh, Ryan's talking about a vibration. I don't know what it is. Um, so this is a little concerning cause you only got a couple laps left of the stage, you know, um, and lap, uh, 150, the 11 passes back to fifth, 153, the 45 does pass back to six and lap 154, we get the 43 passing and at lap 157, Ryan's talking about the front end darting around. It says it's kind of weird. Um, lap 162, the six, uh, passes for the lead over the nine car. And lap 165, the six wins the stage. Ryan ends up seventh. Two stages, bunch of stage points, moving back up the ladder here on the on the cut line. 
not on that bottom half of the board anymore where they show the, you know, the cut line thing. It's cool on TV. They show you the, the guys that are in the red. Yeah. And then they show you the next four above them. And then that's it. You know, then they show the lineup, right? So Ryan's no longer in that little thing with the four right above the cut line. He's up there a little higher. We don't Moving on. See- yeah. One thing I'll say about this sequence here that I was sad about was the fact that before the four came in and kind of held Ryan up and passed him there, you know, the nine was on the same plan as Ryan. He stayed out as well on the older mm-hmm. tires. Ryan was like on the nine's bumper. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if he could have just got past him, he would have had that. Mm-hmm. Cause what kept the nine out front that long. And, you know, Ryan ends up dropping through the field as people with fresher tires get by, you know, he's back there in kind of the dirty air, but if yeah. you're out at the leader, like the nine was, I'm like, man, he, clear. he mm-hmm. probably could have been out there and finished, you know, at least top three, top four in the, in the stage, like the nine did. I was like, so I was a little yeah. sad, but still got some good stage points out of it. And um, the key here. It doesn't really come into play, but it could have um, get that extra set in the pits that mm-hmm. could have, you know, been a, a race winning move if yeah. uh, there's more carnage at the end of this race. But that doesn't right. play out. But I still think it was overall it was a good decision. Yeah. Um, Ryan, uh, Ryan says, hey, we still need tightened up here. Jonathan tells him, good job hanging on. He says, we got our points. Plus, uh, we got more tires for later. Um, they are pitting in here. Seventh coming out sixth with a 9.71 stop. Um, and uh, he tells them another tape mark to the left only. So once again, they're still adjusting this wheel situation with how far to turn the wheel. Um, the choose car uh, cone here, the six taking the bottom, Ryan taking the bottom here, and we restart lap 172. Settles pretty much into sixth place on this restart. Uh, laps 175, we get a caution for the 21. We're staying out here. Uh, choose cone six takes bottom. Ryan takes bottom. Restarting at lap 180. Uh, the nine passes. We're back to seventh. Lap 182, the 54 passes back to eighth. Another lap later, passes that 54 back back to seventh here. At lap 107, the uh, 11 takes the lead here. Um, and at lap 198, Ryan says we're just loose. We're still just loose here. Um 202, he says no uh, grip right now. Um, Jonathan tells him we're like 15 away from pitting here. Uh, lap 207, though, uh, the uh, we got um, he hit the wall a little bit in turn four, just lightly <laughs> scraped it. They ask for a little, you know, to look at it. John, uh, Josh says it's just a you know, just a little minor scrape. Um, the green flag cycle starts at about lap 214 here. We're pitting. Um, so 9.20 stop. Um, the next, lap yeah, I was going to say this one. Yeah. yeah I think he, he gained some position on track it, here yeah. with a really fast stop. Really great stop here. Some of the other leaders come the next lap actually, um, <clears throat> at lap 225, the 99, the 34, 38 are still out there. Ryan is ninth, you know, but with those guys still out there, excuse me. So it should be sixth as it cycles around. Uh, lap 231 passes the 38 physically on the track, uh, the 99 pits. So he's up to seventh lap 234 passes the 34 physically on the track is up to sixth. lap 235. The five passes back to seventh here. Brian says, we just don't have the rear grip. They have, you know, it just, he just can't hit the throttle, uh, uh, quick enough coming out of the turns. Uh, the 11 leading at this point. Lap 243, the eight passes back to eighth here at lap 247. You know, Ryan says we're bleeding bad back here, you know. Yeah, just um, note the fact that this car was falling through the field mm-hmm. at this point. Just want people to note that. 
on it's, the tires that were on yeah, the handling the, of the car, the handling car. It was, uh, he's not was moving a, forward. The driver and the team did a great job putting this thing in the top 10 most of the day, because it was probably a 10th to two tenths fat slower than some of the cars they raced around. Um, you know, he did a great job holding position as long as he could. Um, lap two sixty, we get a caution for the 17. And so this is interesting here. Cause that, you know, um, they talk about how many cars are on the lead lap. Um, Johnson says something about doing a number five. Ryan says 10, four. Ryan says we need freed up for a short run. Um, you know, this is a point where I, I do point out like Josh says something on the radio, but they think that there should be full five, maybe four laps of green, green flag. They should go, you know, green with four to go. Maybe um, they come into pit. And this is the other pit stop. Okay. Once again, people, they all they see, like you said, is the black and white. They only see, okay, came in, uh, what was he, ninth when he came in, right? And, um, you know, comes in and he's pitting behind the eight car. And this is something that, um, I actually, uh, you know, hopefully we'll hear some more about later in the week, maybe. Um, but it's a gap situation. This happened a couple weeks ago to Ryan, and he's pitting behind the eight and coming to pit road directly behind the eight car. Now, if you've ever watched these pit stops from the front windshield like I have, the guys literally run around the front of the car. The thing is, is the eight car will be coming through his pit stall at the same time, if you come right behind that car. So you can't do that. You can't come right behind that car. You need to be two, maybe three car links back. Jonathan reminds him of this. As they hit pit road, you slowly see Ryan's back up just a hair. Now, mind you, this is going to lose you a position or two on pit road. It just is. Even if you do a pit stop as fast as everybody else, this will lose you a position too because you've actually made a gap that's a 10th or two tenths or maybe three tenths of, of, of time. Okay. It's a safety ha- thing. It's You're a trying not to put thing. your pit crew in harm's way. That's right. You cannot come right up behind that car that's pitting in front of you and just pull in a pit stall like that. They have nowhere to go. They, they literally would have to wait and screw around and wait for the eight car to, to hit the box. But by leaving this gap, now all of a sudden, as soon as that eight car comes by, they can hurry up and jump on around over the wall and do a pit stop. Like they would normally do a pit stop, not mess up with the choreography at all. Come around the front of the car. Once again, they're stopping short in the box to, to save room so they can go out around the eight if they have to. Now they do four tires here. And this was something that was discussed on the radio. Okay. So once again, everybody's like, oh, hindsight. And then, oh, the post-interview. And he wasn't mad in the post-interview. You take a gamble here. You try to do something opposite other people. Okay. But they thought, first off, they thought there was going to be four green flag laps. Because if you listen to the radio after this pit stop, you find out that they're mad that they ran extra pace laps. They ran extra pace laps. Don't know why. I think the track was clean. NASCAR maybe just decided they want it to be green, white checkers. So they don't have extra carnage. This pit stop is 10.25. It's actually a very good pit stop for this situation. 
99 car stays out. Three cars take two tires, including the eight car, I think, was one of them. The 22 was one of them. So those guys gain position right off the bat. Ryan loses positions to those guys. Okay, and he loses a position, too, based on the fact they had to gap their pit stop. Okay. But once again, <laughs> if they if they get the extra two laps of green flag racing, who knows what they could do with the fresher tires compared to the guys who took two. <clears throat> NASCAR kind of screwed them in that way. I, I don't quite understand what happened. Yeah, like you said, they basically went into this final run thinking they were going to have a, at least four green flag laps. Instead, they end up getting a green white checker. So that cuts that short. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned to you, like early in this race, Ryan had some really great restarts, but in some cases it took a lap or two or multiple laps for him to build his runs and make the passes that, that made them such great restarts. And he just didn't get the opportunity on this one. So what he came mm-hmm. in ninth, he lines up 15th yeah, for this final restart for the final restart. So, um, the 99, it's funny because, um, like I said, they're running the pace laps after the uh, pace laps. They're running laps after the uh, caution laps. I'm sorry. After the, uh, uh, pit cycle. And Ryan says it on the radio. He says, why are we going? Why haven't we gone green? Why are we lining up? Why aren't we, you know, uh, 99 who stays out. Um, <laughs> it's funny because he's just a, a moving roadblock <laughs> up there. And, um, you know, Jonathan tells him, Hey, just keep doing what you've been doing. Um, we're, we're having a good day and we'll have a good day. Um, the 99 from the time they go green, that's all Josh is spotting is the 99 because it's like in the middle, he's up high and he's coming back towards you. Literally that first lap. That's all they're doing is everybody's trying to just get around the 99. Um, a couple of the guys who took the, the two tires, it worked out to some extent like for Joey, especially because it got him up into the mix. He wasn't going to win the race. 45 car was who ends up winning the race. They interview him afterward. He don't even know what he did. It was such a blur to him, but he was on four tires though. He was on four tires, right? He was just up a little further. He made the pass he had to make, you know, the misfortune of having to pit behind the guy that you're literally that you're running on the track behind really did, you know, lose you a spot or two. And who knows what would that ever done? Um, but we get the green white checker 45 wins Ryan's P 12. What's interesting is somebody even mentioned to me, like uh, our friend, uh, Jerry Mariotti mentioned to me today says, well, it would have been great to see if it would have stayed green. What would have happened? And Ryan was fending guys off at that point, And he probably would have finished 10th or 11th or 12th. If it stayed green, they were, they were losing two to three tenths, a, a lap on guys behind them. So, um, yeah, like I said, you take a gamble on, on the two versus four, based on how many cars you think are going to take the two versus how many you think are going to take the four. There ended up being a little more buffer than they thought would happen maybe, but they also thought they were going to be one to two more laps of green flag racing and that not happening kind of hurt everything too. So, uh, but overall, and as we look at the fantasy points later on, uh, they were like the seventh or eighth best fantasy thing of the day. Um, they picked up like, you know, 20 some points. I mean, they just, you know, all the bonus points plus the, the finish, you know, spectacular, great day. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on the call. And I, I just, it's one of those situations, like you said, there a lot went into it. I think our, you know, our, our social media post said, you know, they kind of played it safe with the call at the end, which they kind of did. But as you said, they also thought they were going to have a little bit more time to use those mm-hmm. four tires in the first place. 
Um, I kind of stressed this when you're going over the last few laps before this caution is that this car was falling Mm -hmm. through the field. So he's kind of already burnt his stuff up. Yeah. So if you throw two tires on a car that he's also complaining of being pretty ill handling toward the end of that run and you throw two, just two new tires on it and throw it even more off balance. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. I, except for maybe, I don't even know how many spots he would have gained or, Maybe he would just come out around the same. I mean, it just really, I'm not really sure where he would have restarted. Maybe even if he restarts fifth or something, because he does that, um, it's going to be all more defense. He's going to be trying to get in the way of people, which man, that's kind of dangerous. So, I mean, it's, it, I just say it is what it is. You know, the the calls for, oh man, you know, I wish we had Todd Gordon. He would have, he would have taken two. And it's like, really? You know, the one of the most risk averse crew chiefs in history, not in history, but still, you know, Todd would have taken four. I mean, that he's, that's, it's it's kind of, it's not funny, but I mean, it's, it is what is, I mean, the silver lining you mentioned here is really going to be the playoff points position here because you have a guy in the 19 car of Martin Truex Jr., the regular season champion that came in to the playoffs with 36 bonus points is Mm -hmm. below the cut line because they had two bad races in a row. The 12 car came into the playoffs, had two, as I described earlier and last week, two base hit races in a row. Mm -hmm. They are now moved all the way up. So coming, coming into the playoffs, they were one point above the cut line in the 12th position. Heading into Bristol, they're now in the sixth position in the playoff standings, plus 25 points to the good. Now, that's not a guarantee. Bristol can be Bristol. There can be chaos. Mm -hmm. Ryan could still miss the next round. But considering he was plus one two races ago, plus 25 now, he was plus, Mm -hmm. I think, 18 or 17 or 18 last week. Mm -hmm. I preached, you know, in our Daytona recap and then in our our Darlington recap that this team needed to find a way to get stage points because they had not gotten any stage points probably over the last five or six races of the season. Um, that might be exaggerating a little bit, but not con- definitely not consistently. Um, some of that had to do with qualifying, not qualifying up front and kind of running from behind, but man, these two races, they focused on points. They're trying to live to fight another day and they can head to Bristol feeling pretty good. Not Awesome but I would say pretty good. And a Mm -hmm. lot of it has to do with the decisions that they've made. Yes. Maybe they've been some risk averse decisions. They haven't swung for the fences here, but um, they're in a a much different position in these playoffs for sure. And they're, they're the big stat, their ninth career cup series ordinal. (laughs) I am one of the most, one of the biggest guys when it comes to stats, especially Ryan Blaney stats. And I told Steve, one, I don't know what that is. And then when he explained it to me, I said, that's like the worst stat of all time. Here's here's the here's an ordinal. An ordinal is described as a uh, finishing position that's the same as your car number. So that's nine times in his career, he's finished 12th. And what's funny about it is the guy who put this up is called Racing Ordinals on, on, yep. on, uh, on Twitter, <laughs> right? That's literally the name of his Twitter, Racing Ordinals. And he points out that that actually breaks a tie with, that he had had at one point with his dad, Dave, which we're guessing was with the 22 car. And I guarantee you, like, as soon as I mentioned to my wife what an ordinal was, and then I said, Dave, she right away said 22 car. And the reason she did is she says it happened to him so many times. <laughs> 
and that's from memory. You know, she's like, I haven't so many times she says, I said he should have changed his number to the one. Which makes sense, right? If you're going to get an, if you're going to get an ordinal, you might as well get a one, right? have the one car and get the one. So yeah, that's a, <laughs> I know something to laugh about, right? A little bit. Yeah. You know, we don't want so, to finish 12 very often, but. So it is what it is. Uh, am I super ecstatic about the finish? No. Would I rather them? I don't even know that I could say I'd rather them take the gamble and take two. I don't, I don't know. Um, But well, two, uh, here's, top, here's the thing about would have been nice, but, but it, 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 thing is about, it is where did Kyle Bush finish? I don't know. That's actually, I, uh, I think it was either eighth or ninth, right? Kyle took two finished like eighth or ninth and Ryan would have started behind Kyle. Yeah. So he maybe, he maybe lost a spot or two basically by doing what he did. But once again, if there was an extra lap or two, like there should have been, then he might've gained two or three spots and then what? Right. Exactly. So, but at that point in the race, you have already done, uh, a lot of work in the first two stages to get all those stage points. So two or three spots, two or three spots, you, you know, they try to make a move. They try to make something happen. And like I said, they went opposite of, of what other people were doing. That's all. Cause that's what you do. You know, if everybody would have lined up and took two tires, then what, you know, but not everybody's going to, some people are going to try and take the four once again, though, there should have been three laps at the end, maybe four, but you know, nobody's going to point that out today. Like I said, I think NASCAR wanted a green white checker finish thick because there's less chance of there being multiple finishes, you know, multiple green white checkers. You know, if they would have, if they restarted with four to go or three to go, I guarantee you they would have wrecked in the first two laps before the, before the white flag and they would have had to rack them again, you know, which would have played to the advantage of the guys that took four tires. So here we are again. This is the current NASCAR Cup Series playoff standings. Both Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick have advanced with their victories in the first two races of the playoffs at Darlington and Kansas. And third, we have Denny Hamlin. That's plus 49. Byron's plus 41. Keselowski is plus 33 and fifth. Ryan is in sixth at plus 25. Kyle Busch is in seventh, plus 24. Eighth position is the one of Ross Chastain, plus 18 to the cut line. Ninth is Busher at plus 13. Bell is in 10th as well, plus 13. I think Busher just has the tiebreaker. Uh, 11th is teammate Logano, who's plus 12. And Kevin Harvick is now on the bubble, 12th position, plus 7 over the cut line. The four drivers that are below the cut line heading into Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, two of them, I think, well, I don't know. One of them has a, a good shot of maybe... Uh, getting back over that hump, and that's Martin Truex Jr., who, again, I mentioned, came into the playoffs with 36 bonus playoff points and has still managed to find a way to fall below the cut line with kind of two mediocre races the past uh, couple of weeks here. So Truex is minus seven. Bubba Wallace, who was having a really strong race until the tire issue, is now minus 19. Uh, Here's two that's going to be real difficult. The 47 Ricky Stenhouse Jr., at minus 22 in the sixth in the 16th position, the 34 Michael McDowell minus 40. So McDowell absolute must win. Uh, Truex Wallace and Stenhouse could have a shot to point in, but man, there has to be some carnage in the, those, those top 12 positions in the playoff standing. So that's where we are as we, uh, we head into the race at Bristol motor speedway. I look at, I look at the bottom three guys, Bubba being 19 from the, from the cut line, Stenhouse 22 from it. 
and McDowell 40 from it. I look at them if, as must win, you know, Bubba possibly if enough, enough people maybe have issue, but I really look at those three, like they almost have to win. Um, Truex is, he just needs to run a clean race first. You know, he's had two problem races. I have a feeling that somebody within the pack may have a bad race and maybe have an incident early in the race and put themselves below the cut line by the end of the race. Um, you know, so the key, the key to the whole weekend is just having a clean race, you know, trying to stay on the lead lap, trying to finish the laps, try to get to the, the, the stage points, you know, if you can get to the stage points in the first two stages, I think he can lock himself in at that point if he gets enough stage points. So, you know, just get to the, just get to the stage points, get some of them, get yourself up to the front. But, uh, it really is going to be interesting to watch some of the guys in the back, um, what they have to do to get up there. Uh, Stenhouse, I don't know. Does Stenhouse run well at Bristol? He can, he has, yeah. he has some pretty decent runs in the past, but he's still super, pretty much every track is super up and down. So, yeah. And, and McDowell, I'm not sure they show glimmer sometimes of speed. Um, you know, who's actually the guy to look out for would be Busher because, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got good history there. So, yeah, I mean, this weekend, I can't wait to go. We're now, before we get to that, mm. we have one more thing to wrap up. Oh, and you actually might want to talk about it. And that is our results from this past week in the Team Blading NASCAR Fantasy Live League. Yeah, let's do that. Kansas. So I'm going to yeah. take a look at my starting lineup. I must say, I, I told Steve that, you know, if that last caution didn't happen and the race just played out green, I think I was going to finish in the top 10, but the chaos of uh, the two tires calls and the last restart and all that uh, put me back to an 18th place finish and points earned at Kansas. So this was my starting lineup. Denny Hamlin got me 48 points. The winner, Tyler Reddick got me 51 chase chase. Elliott got me 41 Bubba Wallace. Unfortunately got me 14 with his issues. Christopher bell got me 38. So really strong starting lineup. It was really, you know, my lowest, you know, outside of Bubba, my lowest point getter was 38 points. So Bubba doesn't have his issue and finishes decently. I think I would have had a shot getting up into the top 10. Um, I did initially have Martin Truex Jr. as in my starting lineup, but, you know, within seconds of the race starting (laughs) or minutes of the race starting, uh, everybody went scrambling that started Truex. He had a really good track record at Kansas. So, um, mm-hmm. I think I had Elliot. I think I had Chase Elliott in the garage, so I had to swap those out, and that ended up working out because Chase scored a ton of points, led some laps, and uh, finished well on the stages. So featured matchups, I picked Hamlin over Larson. That was right. I picked Wallace over Harvick. That was wrong. I picked Reddick over Bell. That was right. And I picked Chastain over Logano, and that was wrong. So I uh, went for two for two, or two two out of four in the in the featured matchup. So I left some points on the table there as well, but uh, it was enough to finish 18th overall in points earned at Kansas. You had a better day though. Oh, I had Reddick, who was the number one point getter of the day. I had Hamlin, who was the number two point getter on the day. I had Larson, who was the number three point getter on the day. I had Bell, who ended up being the seventh best points guy. And then I had Ryan, eighth best points guy at 35 points. And then Logano was in the garage and he was also would have been worth uh, 35 points. So um, the feature matchups where I messed up, I only had... um, I had Logano beating Chastain. That was it. I had Bell, who was the loss. Uh, Bubba lost to Harvick, and Larson lost by a couple spots to Hamlin. So I could have had another 
20 points maybe if i you know got a couple of those right but the roster was really strong and i didn't have to make any changes luckily uh like you said some people the 19 uh right away everybody was scrambling and you know the bad part about that is with fantasy is you only get one change so okay yep. right off right off the bat ha- that happens but what happens then if you've got bubba too later on or something you know that was me got, yeah. <laughs> i was, <laughs> I was like, over oh. for me at that point yeah you can't make that move you know so um yeah overall good uh good weekend for my fantasy team my playoffs are looking good absolutely so let's take a look at the top 10 in points earned in the team blending NASCAR fantasy live league from Kansas speedway three-way tie for 10th between Penske fan 24 Blaney kicks beep and the nutty gamer with 222 points and ninth to my wife uh, into the top 10 here. Rogers T 223 tie for seventh here between Blaniacal and Mez 12 your team at 225 six. We have blaring idiots 229 fifth, the Buckeye bullet 231 and fourth, Moose Hunter, 1960, with 232 points. And third is Glitterbugs, 234. Second, Zero Schlitz, given, 235. And in first position in points earned from Kansas in the league, Joe Lopez won 237 points. So our next listing we are going to go with is the playoff standings here. And we are both doing pretty well. I'm a little sad because I don't think you were in the top 10 last week, but you vaulted yourself up into the top 10 now um, where it's a, it's a good one here. Here we go. Rogers T again, uh, wife Tara in the 10th position with 420 points tie for eighth. We have JD racing and blaring idiots at 422. Seventh is go Larson at 425. Uh, my team in six with 426 points and fifth, the prime minister three, 427 and fourth cool guy, two K 429. Mez 12, your team is in the third position now in the playoff standings, 430 points. Second is U.S. Calvin, 435. And in the first position overall in the playoff standings for our league, Moose Hunter, 1960, 442. So I've always joked that I come alive in the playoffs, and here we are, second week in out of the 10 races, and uh, we're both in the top 10. So I think this is going to be a fun battle going forward. Hopefully we can stay consistently mm-hmm. yeah, up there. Up there. Um, I do say that this this playoff standings uh, is really just for bragging rights as far as our league goes. The one we really care about is the overall point standings. So that's points earned all throughout the season, regular season and playoffs. So let's take a look. At the overall standings, I am mired back in those standings in the 39th position with 5,035 points. And let's take a look now into, so I'll I'll mention you. You're not in the top 10. You are in the top 15, though. Mez 12, holding down the 14th position, 5,281. In 10th, Fike 12, 5,318. 9th, Alyssa C, 5,321. 8th is JD Racing, 5,323. 7th is Eric D15, 5,395. Six is Blaring Idiots, 5,402. Fifth is Christian Dana, 5,413. And fourth is Penske Fan, 24, 5,430. Third is Go Larson, 5,453. Second is Blaney's Daisy, 5,530. And the overall leader and the overall standings of the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League, once again, is still Factory of Sadness 6, who must have not been sad this past weekend as the Brownies uh, beat the Bengals, uh, 5,572 points. So they're having a great week and weekend so far between football and uh, NASCAR Fantasy Live. Uh, the one person, man, I just want to know what happened. Math Mom 4 led the standings like 
all year long and just fell off the face of the earth. So hopefully everything is okay with Math Mom 4. I was rooting for you. Uh, you're doing real well. Um, I think they saw the name pop up a couple of weeks ago. So anyway, uh, that's moved, opened up some positions here for some other folks to get up there into the top 10. So again, Factory of Sadness 6 leading the way in the overall standings. And again, we've already chatted about it a little bit, but that brings us back to this weekend, Bristol Motor Speedway. And the action actually kicks off there when it comes to NASCAR on Thursday, September 14th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series UNOH 200. That race is going to be on FS1. This is actually the first race of their next round of the playoffs. They just had a cutoff race this past week at Kansas. Uh, Zane Smith moved on still in the in the playoff standings there in the Craftsman Truck Series. So that, again, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Friday, September 15th, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You might need to uh, pop this on your phone while you're at work. If you're still at work, the NASCAR Cup Series practice of qualifying, that's going to be on USA. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time later on the evening, the NASCAR Xfinity Series Food City 300, also on the USA Network. And then this Saturday, one of the biggest races of the year, the NASCAR Cup Series Bass Pro Shops Night Race, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on USA. It is the final race of the round of 16 in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. As I mentioned, Ryan Blaney plus 25 to the good over that cutoff line at Bristol Motor Speedway. A little bit feast or famine for the driver of the 12 car. 13 starts on the concrete. Two top fives, or yeah, two top fives, five top tens, but because of several finishes here, uh, 30th or worse, uh, average finish of 19.5. So it's it's almost like he, he either finishes top 10, top 15, or 30th on back. And I think that's just Bristol, especially a little bit older Bristol. Um, last year, I know from attending that race, there was like a mini Talladega wreck on the backstretch. So, I mean, anything can kind of happen. I don't even want to bring up last year. I mentioned the drama of the playoffs last year. Ryan came out of the gate in this race at Bristol, super fast, led some laps early on and, uh, fenced it at, at one point. And this caused some major drama. They had toe links to fix. They had all kinds of things to fix. They spent, uh, some time on pit road, got the car back out there. And um, I'm sure this was, I think, a made-for-TV moment where the car was sparking like crazy as he's trying to meet minimum speed, picks up the caution. Uh, they spend much more time on, you know, losing several laps, fixing the car in pit road. They take it behind the wall for what seemed like mm-hmm. half the race. I mean, this was last year. You talk about survival. Mm-hmm. That, that road crew, they fixed that car, got it back out there. They finished the race. There was some attrition they advance to the next round of the playoffs. That was amazing recovery. I don't want to see that at all mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> this Saturday night for sure. Well, they started sixth last year. Um, so they qualified well to begin with. And like you said, at one point uh, they led nine laps um, early on. They got themselves up there, had more speed than a lot of guys. Um, that's all we really want to see is stay up, uh, up ahead of some guys. You know, only 12 cars um, stayed on the lead lap last year. So that, I think there were some long green flag runs in there even. So, um, you know, just be one of those guys, be a top 10 guy all day, stay out of trouble. Don't make any trouble, you know, and just get out of there, survive in advance again. Let's get to the round of 12, you know, and, 
you know, hopefully I'll get some good video and some good pictures and maybe even a good TikTok or two out there. Cause, uh, like I said, we're going down Saturday night, making the trip. Now you mentioned some guys to watch. And one of those was Chris Busher, who uh, picked up uh, the victory last year. The first uh, win for RFK racing since Brad Keselowski had taken over. Now, obviously Busher has won three of the last six or seven races on the cup series season. So he's going back to a place that had a lot of success last year. Uh, Brad Keselowski actually led laps in that race as well. And I think he had some issues down the stretch that, um, unfortunately, I think he may have fell out of top five at that point, but Busher did go on to win. Looking at the last several people that won this uh, one on the concrete at Bristol, and we're going to go back to 2019, uh, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, and Christopher Busher all picked up victories on the concrete. Um, you mentioned Ryan had speed, led some laps, had an issue there, ends up in the wall. Um, outside of Ryan, who we're hoping has a good day, solid day, and Chris Busher, as you mentioned, anybody else to be worried about? You know, Kevin Harvick was almost, a, I don't want to call it a Cinderella story. It'd be weird to yeah. say, but people were rooting for him to win Darlington. Things didn't work out there. You know, he has some wins at, at Bristol. Um, could they show some speed? Is this going to be another Kyle Larson race? Is this, you know, uh, Chase Elliott found speed last week, mm-hmm. led laps, uh, had some issues with his teammates. Uh, is this when the nine car finally breaks through, gets a victory? Um, those are kind of the, some of the, the folks that I'm, that I'm looking at for this weekend. Yeah. Just, you know, it's not, a, not a lot to look at cause it's a new generation car. They only ran one of their race with this generation car last year, but Chase Elliott finished second last year. Um, you know, Harvick was a top 10 guy last year, Denny Hamlin, um, right now might be the best thing out there. And yet he has nothing to show for it these first couple of weeks. You know, I feel <laughs> so bad in the discord, you know, they're on that green flag run to the end. And uh, people were saying they're hoping we get a caution so Ryan could maybe get a chance to catch back up. And I was like, oh, don't worry. Something's going to happen here because the 11 car hasn't found out, figured out a way to lose this race yet. And um, moments later is <laughs> when that yeah. caution comes out in the 11 car, unfortunately, for another week in a row, loses yeah, the race. And it's it's yeah. bittersweet for him because his uh, one, he, you know, he loses the race, but it, the car that he owns wins the race. So this yeah, he's he's the Charlie Brown right now. And uh, there's a cloud just following him down the track because, I mean, he's out there, really has probably the best car. And, you know, he's one of the best drivers and he, he puts himself out there in a position and something happens and then something happens. And so this week here, you know, um, yeah, he's somebody I would look at for sure. Um, the, like you said, but like I said earlier, Bubba's got to make a Hail Mary, but uh, it's not to say that the car doesn't have the speed to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, advanced uh auto parts is on on the car this week so that's all we're really worried about let's just advance to the next round and then yeah. and then go from there you know we honestly really need to get advance a good finish because their cars have looked slick last couple oh, of years yeah. Yeah. man they've had some they've had some some issues <laughs> in this race so um kyle bush uh, that's another, you know, you're talking about, you know, a dark cloud fall on a guy around mm-hmm, yeah. that eight car has had speed, different times, lots of crashes in practice. Um, historically Bristol, one of his favorite tracks, best tracks. He's won there on the concrete. He's won there on dirt with some luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eight car might be somebody else, you know, last year, I think he had a good car and then it was like one of the a second or third time where he had an engine expire in the playoffs. And when he was yeah. still driving for Joe Gibbs racing, I remember the 
dejection he had walking through the, the pits there after his, his engine failed and he fell out of the playoffs last year. So, um, yeah, so like I think you said, Hamlin, you know, Keselowski, man, he's been looking for a win. He's been right up there with his teammate and uh, one of the car he owns with Busher. So if the RFK cars are good again, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Keselowski could put his car up front too. So it's a lot of the big name, a lot of the big name drivers. I'm not looking for a surprise. Busher was a little bit of a surprise last year. Uh, but I think it's going to be a big name driver that wins uh, the, the Bass Pro Shops night race, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, Saturday. Remember, this is a Saturday night race. Your Sunday can be full of football if you want, but Saturday night, make sure you're tuning into the, the Cup Series race. Yeah, they're, um, you know, the weather is something, too, that to think about. Uh, Friday of practice, qualifying will be Friday, and then Saturday night's race. Um, during the day, the temperatures are only like 75. So they're not going to be sweltering hot like it can be sometimes there. Um, and the nighttime is going to get into the 50s. So um, they're going to be kind of grippy uh, as the race goes on. There should be good grip in the track. And that temperature, you know, going down like that hopefully will will, will help the grip um, even even on concrete. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, Friday night's uh, practice qualifying, you know, I don't set the fantasy lineup until, until I see that in action. And that usually yeah. helps me a little bit. And this week here is amazing to watch because we're talking tenths or hundredths of a second when you're looking at 15, you know, 15 second laps. So, um, going to be really, really hard to say, uh, where, where, you know, how bad or how good somebody is. Um, but they'll run 30 and 40 laps in practice if they can, uh, to get them in. And that'll be interesting to see what like a long run looks like too on, uh, on average, uh, speed. So, you know, you know, if you can take two tires at some point late in the race, you'll be able to know that by, by what they, they show on the uh, lap averages. So, um, yeah, I, I'm getting excited. I mean, it's, you know, we're recording this Monday night and uh, I can't wait to get driving down there. Uh, Absolutely. This weekend. Yeah. One of the most exciting races of the year, even if it's not, you know, action packed, like Bristol has been in the past, I can tell you, you know, last year wasn't necessarily action packed, but it's our first time at Bristol watching it on the concrete in person. I mean, it's just, it's a spectacle. They, you know, they filled the stands pretty well for this night race last year. And like you said, you're going to be in attendance. I think the Mariottis are going. Several other Blaney fans that, you know, we chat with from time to time are heading up there as well. As far as I know right now on a Monday, we're not going, but who knows? <laughs> Sometimes these Saturday night races, we decide last minute and pack up the car and go. So I uh, hope you guys have a great time. Again, the Bass Pro Shops night race. It is a Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on the usa network so steve that pretty much wraps up our nascar portion of the show but we do once again have a (laughs) dirt racing update because those two blaney brothers just will not stop winning Mm -hmm. in northeast ohio um i don't want to call it cherry picking but they are up there sharing speedway another weekend this time it was for the apple festival nationals which is one of their biggest race weekends of the year at sharon speedway um, but Dale Blaney comes out on top this week over brother Dave. So they finish one, two again in the Apple Fest nationals, Dale Blaney picking up his third victory of the season at Sharon Speedway, Speedway tying his brother, Dave, who also has three victories this year at Sharon Speedway, um, man, not in their house. You could not mm-hmm. go to their house when they're racing and, and pick up the win. And um, it's funny. I saw it, it, was, it was weird, which I think, you know, when it comes to Dale and Dave, you don't usually see this. But there were some social media comments out there from a person that said, um, like I mentioned, cherry picking. Um, 
like, oh, you know, they own the track, you know, they shouldn't be racing. They shouldn't do that. I I compare this to um, cup drivers, you know, running Xfinity or something. Those guys up there that run regularly in Northeast Ohio, one, they have a leg up on them because they're running constantly. You know, Dale and Dave aren't out there every single week. But a lot of those guys want to run them. They want to run against them. They want it means something when you beat a Blaney in a sprint car in Northeast Ohio. And I mean, they've run each run more than three races this year at Sharon. So they haven't just come in and won every single time. Um, but man, as a fan, as a longtime yeah. fan of Dave, longtime fan of Dale, um, they definitely have had a resurgence this year. Dave, even a couple years ago, picking up that World of Outlaws victory. Dale, just the fact that he's gotten back behind the seat of a race car after being out for a couple years and working with the sanctioning body and being an official. Um, so great to see him back behind the wheel. And that 32B car has been in victory lane multiple times this season. And it's nice to see the low rider, the tall, cool one, Dale Blaney in victory lane celebrating at his own track at Sharon Speedway. So a couple weeks in a row there, great news on the dirt front when it comes to the Blaney family and another one, two finish with Dave and Dale with Dale and Dave at Sharon Speedway. So I want to thank you everyone once again for tuning into this episode of the team Blaney podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, listen to our very, very, very first episode Uh, That seems like it was years and years ago, years ago, but it really was only a couple of years ago that explores our Blaney racing fandom. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at team Blaney and on Instagram. uh, I need to change this in my script, Facebook and X formerly known as Twitter (laughs) at team Blaney and on Instagram and TikTok at team dot Blaney. And finally, we'd like to encourage you to support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation established in 2018. This organization supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine through fundraisers, events, and membership in the Blaney Bunch Fan Club. To learn more, visit RyanBlaneyFamilyFoundation.org or follow them on Facebook, X, Instagram, all of their active social media channels. So for my co-host, Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night, Brussels. Check out the TikTok. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming. I hope you enjoyed it.